0: Hello, thanks for choosing the Looms Me podcast. I'm Looms, and if you're anything like me, then you're probably doing a pretty passable job of adulting. So I hope this series helps you as much as it's helping me. We are all about growth and realistic self-betterment, both in our personal and professional lives. There's something new every single week, so if you like this episode, then head to looms.me for more. I couldn't start this week without first acknowledging... How devastating it's been to witness all of the violence and the displacement of so many innocent human beings who are really just looking for a safe place to exist and live their lives in peace. And this isn't just recently, this has been going on for years in conflicts all over the world, especially. It's just, it's a constant, it seems to be a constant failing in our humanity in that this issue just continues to pop up. Everywhere. And we've seen such beautiful stories of incredible courage and tales of just hope. When it doesn't seem like it makes sense to have that much hope, you just see these stories about just the bravest people. But then interlaced in these stories are also really heartbreaking stories of pretty immense and persistent discrimination and hate that just refuses to fuck off, even when bombs are dropping. People still have time to be racist. It just beggars belief. It's, it's completely devastating to to see and to witness that. And so I've included uh, a few links in the show notes to organizations that are trying to help displaced people and refugees. These are organizations that I've contributed to myself. And so if you're also looking for a way to help or make a difference, then perhaps you'll consider uh, donating as well. I think we can all agree that the uh, world would be a significantly less shitty place if the very powerful, very greedy, unimaginably evil few decided to just be better humans. It feels a bit like wishful thinking at this stage. Anyway, with all that being said, I would like to offer a little bit of escapism for those of us who are significantly more privileged in that we know where we're going to be able to lay our heads this evening when we decide to go to sleep and that we're going to be able to do so in relative peace. So this is uh, if you're looking for a little break from the news cycle, then Hopefully this will give you just a little bit of respite. I think that I found an easy way to do hard things. And that is what we're going to be talking about this week. And really, it all starts with our brains. Now, our brains are these big, powerful, magnificent organisms that are uniquely dedicated to prolonging our very survival. And while it does a really good job of doing that, it somehow simultaneously manages to sabotage us every single step of the way. And this has been going on since, ever since our uh, rather smoother-brained early human ancestors roamed the earth hundreds of thousands of years ago. The human nervous system as it is today has always had this one goal, right? It's trying to reduce surprise and it's trying to optimize actions. That's really what our brains were designed to do. And with evolution, evolution brought us this ability to conceptualize and to plan ahead and to tell stories, which gave the human, entire human race, really a pretty big survival advantage in that we didn't have to be stronger or faster than the hungriest predator in order to stay alive. We could just plan the best way to avoid running into this predator in the first place. And then we could share the knowledge with our people. Today's societies and our modern day human lives have evolved at such a fast pace that our very sophisticated nervous systems haven't really had time to catch up. And so we're really navigating through in today's world with these incredibly complex warning systems that are built into the makeup of who we are. And these systems trigger that very same survival instincts that our evolutionary forefathers used to experience as well. And it does that today and leaves us out here. We're basically out here just fighting or flighting, whether the threat is big or small or real or imagined, hypothetical, actual, good or bad. It's just the response is just the same. And that's before you pile on the nature versus nurture impact of growing up and, you know, trauma or just whatever life is thrown at people, it's things get really, really complex really quickly. So it might seem like I'm trivializing, but I want to be super clear that this, all of this that I share with you comes with, it's it's food for thought. These are all things that, I'm hoping, will help you on your bigger journey along the way. So please never feel or think that I don't acknowledge how complicated things really are. I saw a quote in the Harvard Business Review where they were talking about this very same topic. And one of the evolutionary psychologists said you can take the person out of the Stone Age, but you can't take the Stone Age out of the person, which I thought basically summed up several <laughs> PhDs really well. I'm sure they would agree. So what does any of this have to do with the price of fish? I hear you ponder in confusion and <laughs> I suspect some impatience. Well, I've learned that when you understand the purpose of, and evolution of your brain's warning system, you can then start recognizing when and why it has been activated. And in my mind, this is the first step to doing the hard thing. And the second step is to to unpack the warnings that your brain is giving you. The fear of the unknown is not unique to any one of us. It's perhaps unhelpfully, A key guiding principle our brains use to determine what is and isn't a threat. Now, our brains love certainty. How much so, though, depends on where you sit on the infamous intolerance of uncertainty scale. I say infamous. I'd never heard of it before I did the sort of research for this episode, but I have linked to it in the show notes so you can have a go and play around and see if you can understand your brain a little bit better. I suspect, though, that most of us have an idea of what we do and don't like already. But if you're looking for some nuance and specificity, you might find it really interesting. Now, when we're faced with a task or a situation or a decision or a challenge or a leap that our brain hasn't encountered before, it freaks out because it doesn't immediately know the right and correct way to do its job. And its job... As we've already said, it's keeping you safe and it's keeping you alive and and free from any sort of discomfort. When the situation arises, the alarm bells start ringing and the message it sends us is run. Now, obviously, if you're in actual real life danger, then for the love of God, run. Don't stand around and start evaluating what this might mean. Get out of there. Run as fast as you can. Run like the wind run like the hotel buffet breakfast is about to close and you've only got a few minutes. Run. (laughs) But if the danger is a presentation you have to give or a new project that you want to start or a tricky conversation that you're about to have, then giving your brain some reassurance might help. And that's the third step in the do hard things guide. So This is the thought that I use to try to give my brain some reassurance and you can experiment with your own and see what works and what resonates for you. When I feel that panic and discomfort and all that set in, I have to like take a minute and just say to myself, thank you brain for doing your job. We're gonna figure this out like we always do. Now once I've done that, you move on to step four, which is to breathe deeply. And repeat that thought over and over until the panic goes away. There's a fifth step, but you only really need that when the panic comes back, which it will, because this is something that this is a muscle that requires practice and consistency. So the panic will return. And when it does, just repeat the process. So this works for me for a couple of reasons. One, it points my focus back to past examples that I have in my mind of situations where I completed something that I'd originally thought would be impossible to complete. It's almost like saying, this isn't unknown, you see? Like, we've had this feeling before, and then we figured it out in the end. Here are all the examples of the times when we've done that in the past. So really, you think this is unknown, but it's really not. And so linking this current hard thing to past hard things, removes the bulk of that uncertainty and gets my mind past the panic and just that one step closer to action. And secondly, breathing is usually the first thing to go in times of high stress. So bringing breathing back is just helpful in general. I think your body would probably agree with that. So at a very minimum, breathe, even if you don't want to do the rest of the thought work. <laughs> just remember to breathe. And you'll know you found the right combination of words for you when you can feel that, you know, that physical sensation of dread and fear start to subside in your body as you say the words to yourself. But waiting until you have the perfect thought is is the wrong approach. You know, you might think, oh, I understand this conceptually, but or rather, I'm, I, un- I do understand this conceptually and I'll try it when I have the perfect thought or I need to find the right thought to try this with. And that's that's the wrong approach, I would say, in my humble opinion. I think waiting until you have the perfect thought is it's a bit of a false goal. It's a bit of a perfectionist fantasy. The The real way to start making this change is to just start doing it. Try some thoughts. See what fits. If it doesn't fit, throw it away. If it fits, stick with it. But just try a thought rather than waiting for the perfect thought to come. So the next time you find yourself at the precipice of a seemingly impossible yet, and I cannot stress this enough, non-life-threatening task, just remember the four-step process, or rather, four step and a bonus, five step. I mean, it doesn't really matter. There's a few steps to this. I'm going to go through the steps again that we covered earlier. And the first one is to remember that the fear of the unknown is a sign that your brain is doing what it's designed to do. So try not to look upon that fear with judgment. Try instead to see it from a place of acceptance and then start from there. And the second step is to take a pause to actually listen to what your mind is telling you. So why does this situation not feel comfortable? What exactly is it about this? Bearing in mind that your brain isn't trying to tell you not to do it. It's probably just trying to figure out how it's gonna be able to do it and it's trying to protect you from discomfort. So really interrogate some of those thoughts and the feelings when you take the time to listen to what your brain is trying to tell you. The third step is to reassure your brain by thanking it for the warning and reaffirming that this is not in fact a matter of life or death and that you are very much safe. Or whatever collection of phrases you decide that you want to try out for yourself if my example doesn't work for you, there'll be something that resonates and works for you. Step four is to breathe deeply and start the thing. Start the hard thing. Do, do something. Take a deep breath and just do something, anything towards the hard thing that you're trying to do. And of course, step five, the bonus step, is to take another deep breath and repeat the previous steps all over again. Seeing the way that you speak to yourself, hearing the way you speak to yourself, and being able to change the way that we speak to ourselves is a pretty powerful tool to have in your toolkit It's definitely changed huge aspects of my life and huge aspects of how I show up now in the world. But that's a topic for a later episode. I would like to explore that with you guys though because I think that that is something that above everything else has made the most impact or has has had the biggest impact in my journey so far. All right, that's enough of that. you made it this far you're a legend subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this right now there's a new episode every single week tell your friends if this resonated with you then share it with somebody that you care about and be sure to check out the show notes for anything that we talked about today where i'll be sure to put in any additional information thank you so much